I'm Donna Peters, and this is season three of the award-winning Me Sweet podcast. The Me Suite is a community of career-driven, life-minded professionals sharing our stories, sharing what it means to lead our lives with purpose, planning, and power. What I call leading with a Me Suite mindset. Let's get in there. This episode closes out season three in a most special way by sharing a montage of the sweeteners from our season three guests. Sweeteners, as many of you know, is my play on words. It's what I call the aspirational but practical advice that each guest shares at the end of their interview. Advice that we can start doing differently on Monday to lead our lives with purpose, planning, and power. If you like what you've been hearing in season three, give us a five-star rating and a review. It really helps continue to shine a mic on more amazing people as we plan for season four. And look out for my book, Launching in January. I hope you enjoy the montage of the Monday sweeteners, and I look forward to being in your ear in season four. The wonderful paradox is you will have more fun and enjoy more success when you stop trying to get what you want and start helping other people get what they want. Uh, And that's kind of a philosophy that I live by. There's something in the hiking world, we call it trail angel. I'm not sure if you've heard this term. No, I haven't. A trail angel can be anyone from, from someone who leaves clean water in the desert to someone who there's a lot of people who live near the trail allow hikers to ship their food and resupply to their house. So you, instead of, so you, you only need to hike a few miles off the trail to pick up a resupply. And it, it's incredibly helpful to be able to, you know, go and get more food, right? At the, you, you couldn't keep hiking. I, I can't, I can only carry so much food. I, I couldn't hike longer distances without being able to have this support. Mm-hmm. There's even, this, this is real. There are, there are trail angels that I, I couldn't imagine this before the trail who let dirty, tired, long distance hikers shower in their showers, sleep in their homes, do Uh laundry, share stories, share a hot meal. Uh And when you're like four months from, from Canada questioning why you're doing this and if you can even do that, that sort of support is, is such a gift. And it's, it's just so wonderful to, to meet people that are, don't even know you, but are, are rooting for you. And so I am I'm in no way as generous as any of these trail angels. I, I met that it's so such a humbling experience, but in ways that I can, I, I try to create community and, and find pockets of community to support others and support their goals. And it's just a humbling experience to meet any of these individuals who literally are there to be your cheerleaders and your support and open their homes when they've never even met you. Yeah. And it's, I don't, I don't know. I I just didn't, I, I thought we'd be out there like alone hiking this hike, but in no way were we ever alone. The art of listening Mm -hmm. on Monday, rather than being the first person to say something. Yeah. Listen, just, just listen to what, your colleagues are saying to what your client might be saying to really understand them at a fundamental level and what they're trying to communicate and convey. 
would be the first piece of advice I think I'd give our, our, our listeners here. And, and the second one is to do it with empathy. In other words, do it in a, and, and provide your feedback or your, your advice or, or how you conduct yourself. Put yourself in their shoes mm-hmm. before engaging. Because if you do that properly, mm-hmm. you'll win them over every single time. Because you'll have an individual on the other side of the table that will say, he gets me or mm. she gets me. You know, they understand and really listen to what I had to say. And you'll win them as a, as a colleague. You'll win them as a client. And I think you'll be more successful because of it. Yeah. I'm going to ask you to think about how you can play with your team mm. on Monday morning. And what kind of space you can provide for them to show up with what they bring with them mm-hmm. automatically that you don't have to do anything about, which will enrich mm. the experience of the team and the output that you create. Ask a question differently than you might have before. Mm-hmm. Sit back for 10 minutes and say nothing and see what happens. <laughs> ask, ask how people are feeling today as opposed to what are they doing today. Yeah. And see what happens. And for those of us that are workers and we're contributing, which we all are on some level, you know, what I would say is give yourself permission to lead from the seat you're in. Mm. You don't have to have a title to do that. Yeah. Bring you to the party and see what that provokes for other people. What permission that gives other people to play, to invent, to create. It's actually super magical. wonder walks. Mm. There's some fascinating research on what makes a wonder walk a wonder walk. Basically, you decide it is. So this sounds (laughs) silly, but as simply as priming yourself that when I take this walk, I'm going to look for things that inspire a sense of wonder in me Mm. will drive better outcomes. And there was a piece of research where they even had people take selfies before a regular, at the end of a regular walk and the end of a wonder walk and the smiles were bigger. So people just by saying, I'm going to go out and find things that created me a sense of wonder. I believe that that's something that's a powerful tool that managers should be using with their teams. If you know that you have, um, you know, a marathon day of Zoom calls, Mm. have everybody schedule in a wonder walk in the middle of some two hour meeting, come back and tell us how that made you feel. So I think that any way that you can weave the conversation of, of wonder into your work life is beneficial. Always just test your comfort levels. It's really important to kind of take risks because when they, when you do take risks, that means that there's something of value to kind of, there's a good end result or there's a, there's a valuable end result there. I think, you know, people should just really, um, get comfortable with being uncomfortable sometimes because uh-huh. it, it helps expand your mind. It helps put yourself in other people's shoes. I used to run a lot of track and I think it's just true. If you're going to do something, you should just run your own race. So run your own pace, uh, run your own strength, everything you do, run your own race, but that's how you get to the goal. to do on a Monday and when I'm trying to plan my week is I look at all the things that I want to accomplish that week. I look at my calendar, the tasks that are outstanding. And for each of those things, for each of those tasks, Mm -hmm. if that task, if that action is not a hundred percent absolute hell yes, then it's just a no. (laughs) I know that sounds too simple. (laughs) And I know that sometimes it's very difficult to know what is a hell yes, but 
a hell yes is something that you know and you are convinced that this is something that really needs to be done. And you're not only doing it because you feel someone else is going to be really upset if you don't. And that's mm-hmm. the only reason. Um, or because maybe the society doesn't accept that uh, if you or if you if you're being judged if you don't do this particular thing. So being yes means that you're intrinsically motivated, that there is something from inside of you that tells you that this is a yes. And so keep that on your calendar. Otherwise, if it's not a hundred percent yes, then it's a no. Remove the power draining words and phrases. Uh-huh. Phrases like I can't. Okay. Like I need to, oh. I have to Okay. remove them, right? It's not that you can't do things. You might be unable to do something because of a schedule conflict, but you are always at choice about what you're doing. Growth is an organic process. About making a garden or making a farm is not about building a machine. So a lot of people want it to be mechanical. They want to be like, oh, if we just institute this new policy, everything will be different, right? Or if we just hire this new person, we're going to fix all of our problems. Well, of course, those things can help. Structure is important. You're working with people. You're working with organisms. So things take way longer than you want them to. Yeah. You know, every flower, every plant is different and requires different levels of care. Mm-hmm. And it's about creating a functional ecosystem, right? It's about really creating a team that is synergizing and working off each other. And in order to do that, you have to, you know, pick thistles, which are, you know, the weeds and plant the flowers. They want to be constantly monitoring for those things that are destroying your ecosystem and then watering and enhancing those things that are, you know, building your ecosystem. I think, again, sort of through the theme of curiosity Mm -hmm. is challenging assumptions about the meaning of experiences, what's happening in relationships. Those assumptions come from our history. For me, it's all about storytelling. Okay. So as as you know, because that's how we met, uh, I've I spent a fair amount of time in consulting and and you really see that the best the, the best idea might not get picked up if you don't have a compelling story and a clear way to do it. Mm. Uh, it doesn't have to be slides, doesn't have to be your uh, speaking skills, uh, public speaking skills, but there needs to be a clear, understandable and shareable story that is that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my case, I know I feel better with slides and, and just a, a PowerPoint deck than uh, public speaking. Um, I like the comfort that slides bring, but I think it's really important to structure it in a way that you feel as though you are making a point. Mm-hmm rather than just think that because you know it's the right decision, people will see it your way too if you haven't taken them on the route to actually understand that. So the whole live differently is just sort of take, take a contrarian approach to stuff and try to do things like everybody's doing it one way, go the other way. And from a strategic like business thing, you have to do that. You can't just succeed by you know doing mm-hmm. um, the, the me too version of stuff. You, you've got to find an edge. If you have not done it already, write down your mission, your Uh own personal mission and vision, Mm -hmm. write it down, figure it out. I mean, I can tell you why I believe I'm here, what I have to accomplish, and then I can look at everything else that happens in my day and see if it is supporting that. Mm -hmm. Nobody can tell you your individual mission and vision. There's some great writing about it, but spend a moment if you have not, Mm. not just take stock, but decide. What, what are you 
Donna, what are you uniquely here to do? Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee there are things that no one else in the world can do exactly like you can. Yeah. And those things, whatever they are, are your mission. Yeah. The, the place where you find joy in doing something and the world most needs you to do that. You cannot microwave your career, seriously. You have to give it time and patience because I see a lot of, they, they just want to arrive at the destination very fast. Like, give me a quick fix. I want to be on a fast track. Understandably, yeah, you have great performance, but the potentials, do you have the potentials, okay? Um, you started the job today and then in two years, you want to be a manager. You may be performing at your optimum, but then again, the competencies that you require, that takes time to build mm. the agility, the ability, the grit that it takes to sustain mm. is not something that you can get on a quick fix. Be mindful of you know, the people that you keep up with in your longest, closest friends and, and, and don't stop reaching out to them and staying connected to them not not for business purposes, but just because they're your friends. You know, mm-hmm. don't ever give up on friends. And if you're not good at it, learn how to do it. Mm. And, you know, and find the people who do have friends and make be a friend to them. And I said, the second thing would be if you feel like there is something that is holding you back mm-hmm. and there is something that is a burden or an obstacle or a behavior or a relationship that is tearing at you, stealing from you, you know, deceitful or, or just horribly incomplete or imbalanced. Mm-hmm. Do everything you can to either be rid of it or transform it oh. for your own benefit. Because, you know, uh, one thing that wasn't mentioned here, you know, I, I was very sick a while ago and died twice on the surgical table. And I can't say when I woke up how clear things were. Wow. And, and the, one of the things was I, I wanted to make sure the people whom I love know that I love them. Yes. And the other thing was, is that I didn't want to spend time with people who steal, lie, cheat, rob, or just mm-hmm. have nothing nice to say or are cruel people. I just don't, I don't, you know, I want to, I want, I hope for the transformation and I would love to play a part in that, but I'm not giving that, I'm not giving that time or attention anymore. that I always tell people mm-hmm. about with regard to the me suite is, you know, I send links and I say, Hey, check out the podcast. But I find that the most rewarding experiences I have in sharing the me suite is when I sit down and I, I have conversations with other people about what that topic meant. Uh. We exchange what we mutually got from it. And because I think everyone takes something slightly different away. Uh. And, and, you know, these are short bursts of, of, great amount of knowledge and insight. And so I think part of the value of the me suite is not just kind of listening to the 15 minutes, but really processing it and having dialogue around how you can apply it to your life. It really, because everyone has that different vantage point. And I Mm. actually literally, even with some of the podcasts, I try to write down a couple bullet points of how can I use this? Oh, How can I apply this? Yeah, And uh, I'll, I'll share my template with you one day, my listening template. You have a listening template? Do. Oh, you, oh my goodness. 
<laughs> All right. Well, if you're an, if if grades matter, I give you an A plus. <laughs> but it, it, it because there's so much value in it, and I and wow. I don't want to miss it. So you know, sometimes I and I put questions to myself in there, and and those are the questions yeah. that I discuss with other people. You and listeners to strive for what you want to be in life. Don't let where you are today influence this. Oh. And that's the mantra I kind of live by, even where I'm at today. And some would say, hey, you're, you're, you're nearly at the top of, of your game, your career, mm-hmm. as, you know, senior partner. But even with that, I still have bigger ambitions, Donna. Oh. You know, I, I'm very pleased with what I'm doing now career-wise. I love my firm. But at the same time, I want to be something bigger and better than what I am today. Thank you for joining us in the Me Suite. For executive and career coaching services, contact me, Donna Peters, at themesuite.com, LinkedIn, and Twitter. The website is the-me-suite.com. Suite is spelled like executive suite. And if you like what you're hearing, give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps us continue to shine a mic on more amazing people.